Welcome to the Man Alive podcast with Gavin Lance Top. This is a podcast for the men that are seeking a life on mission. For the men that have everything, but know that there is more within them that is yet to come out. Introducing Gavin Lance Top, ex-Australian boxing champion, inductee of the Queensland Boxing Hall of Fame, married to his childhood sweetheart, father of seven, author of A Rite of Passage and Man Alive, and creator of the Man Alive Experience. Each episode is going to bring you inspiration, insight, and tools on how to be a better husband, father, son, and leader. Get ready to grow 1% today. Here's your host, Gavin Top. Hey everyone, Gavin Top here. Welcome to my podcast. I think you're going to like this one today. So I'm actually... Uh, we're making this podcast in in Malta actually at the moment at the moment, but um, I, I want to talk about what has happened uh, over the last couple of weeks, particularly before I left Australia. And uh, I'm on a pilgrimage. If you don't know, if you haven't listened to me before, uh, and if you yeah, first podcast, I always like to give an action. You know, this masculine journey is about action. Uh, we can talk about it, we can think about it, so it's about action. So make sure you listen to the end to get the, the, the action, the task. Uh, so, But yeah, the last uh, couple of weeks uh, before you know, moving my family uh, overseas, purchasing a one-way ticket <laughs> to the other side of the world... Oh, you know, the, the, and you listen to the other podcasts, you'll hear some of the things that people said. But one thing that kept coming up and probably kept coming up even more as I was getting closer to leaving was be safe, travel safe. Make sure you're safe. <laughs> and and it was irritating me. And I wasn't sure why at first. And I've spoken about this before, but, you know, Man, I was not built to be safe. <laughs> I don't know any man that actually comes alive focusing on being safe. And I get it. I, I absolutely get it, you know. You know, hey, listen, I'm a father of seven. I've got to look after my children. I've got to make sure they're, they're, that they are safe. But I don't want to live in a way where safety is the goal. <laughs> I want to live dangerous, you know. And I don't know any men growing up who, who desire to grow up one day and be safe, you know. Uh, we actually come alive, you know. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, I get what my... Arnie Helen, love it a bit, says when she says, be safe, Gavin. I, I understand. I love you, Arnie Helen. <laughs> and many other people who said that. But, you know, the, the, the thing is, you know, I remember, and even, even thinking about other times where I've, you know, when I was a teenager, you know, I remember there was quite a few times where I was living dangerous, okay? And, man, it felt good. <laughs> and it may not have been even doing the right thing. It was probably doing the wrong thing. But but one thing that comes to my mind, actually, even when I, when I, as I'm doing this now, was I remember I must have been about 15. 
and because I, I was working at the time, so I must have been 15. And I remember uh, getting some alcohol. Uh, and, you know, obviously I was too young to, to drink. And anyway, I, I brought some alcohol. I don't even know how I did it anyway. But I remember walking out of the bottle shop and walking down this lane. And all of a sudden, there was some younger blokes with me. And all of a sudden, I heard the words, police <laughs> the coppers police i remember taking off running with this alcohol under my arm <laughs> and uh and they come around one way and i'm run back another way down another lane into a paddock and then all of a sudden they, they kind of pull up in their car beside me and there was nowhere for me to run. <laughs> they spotted me. They got me. And uh, they said, get here. <laughs> I didn't have a choice, you know. There was nowhere to run, so I walk over, give them, uh, you know, ask me a couple of questions. They take the alcohol off me and uh, and they, they drove off. And uh, I don't know what they'd done with the alcohol. I guess they drank it. But they give me a uh, a slap on the wrist, you know, and uh, on my way. But I remember then hooking up with my mates later, you know, and uh, and I remember to this day, man, I was alive, and I would not suggest it for any young person, but. I was living dangerous, you know, at 15, in my eyes then, man, I was living dangerous and it felt good. And I'm not condoning that behaviour by any means, okay? If you're 15 or whatever, you're listening to this, that's a not to do because you can live dangerous in a positive way, in a constructive way. And, 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 you know, that's what I am doing now. That's what I'm doing with, with my family. You know, you know, I, I, I talk about what I've been talking to my children about for the last little while is about a pilgrimage, taking them on a pilgrimage, you know, and, and you know, and I should have pulled it up, actually, the, the definition. But, you know, of memory, it, it talks about going into a foreign land, having new experiences that expand your thinking expand your way of life it talks about going into foreign cultures that's you know the definition you know i'm memorizing it but it talks about to expand your thinking and and i suppose when a man is living dangerous in a positive constructive powerful way that others benefit man that will expand how you see yourself that will expand your your masculine journey and and particularly you know just the the first place we landed well went to singapore met some amazing young men there we had a layover of just six hours and man i got out of that airport as soon as i could and <laughs> and started to meet people you know with, with my family and, and whatever and it was great i met these young three young guys uh that were um computer engineers and they were studying and and uh yeah it's my hopefully they'll listen to this this podcast i got a, they got, got them to uh like me on instagram the gavin lance top instagram and and uh and the youtube so hey maybe they're, they're gonna listen hey I, you blokes are amazing so but you know when it comes back to then we then we we got over to greece and uh you know spent an amazing eight days there before we got to malta and 
And and one of the things that I was talking to my children about was about meeting people. Let's 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 every day let's make a new best friend. Let's and I gotta tell you, man, it was so good. You know, particularly I mean with my children, you know, because it was uh, where we were was um, uh, off peak, you know, it's, it's not the, the tourist season, but we were in a tourist spot, but it's off off peak. So it's almost like in this, 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 this village, this town, we were the only tourists. I didn't see anyone. I just seen there was just locals everywhere. And, and in the, 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 the small village, the, the, the square, uh, the the town square of a night time, you know, people will be eating in restaurants, but out out in the circle, there was all these kids, and they were children of the people who owned the restaurants, and they're all playing soccer, and 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 the boys are playing soccer, and the girls are doing cartwheels. So you know, my youngest three kids, uh, daughter's fifteen, son's twelve, and a younger daughter who's uh, eight, nearly nine. Um, you know. We're just playing with these kids, man. We're playing. Even the older wins <laughs> come along a couple of, one of the last nights and got involved. But, you know, meeting these kids was amazing. Just start kicking the ball with them, playing soccer, and they keep inviting us back the next night, the next night, you know, because their parents are working. And, of course, my daughter was like, oh, I don't want to play soccer. There's girls there playing cartwheels. It was almost like... It was just that that international language, a soccer ball, and if you can do backflips and, and, and cartwheels. And, of course, my daughter was just, oh, she was just loving it, you know. And and, and these kids could maybe speak a little bit of English. Uh, we can't, couldn't speak, still can't speak any Greek. But, hey, it was amazing meeting these people. And, and, and things that, I mean, you know, with this, remember, this pilgrimage, endeavouring to go into new cultures, having new experiences to expand our thinking, you know. We, we, in, in the centre of this uh, village is, is a soccer field and there's just soccer going on all the time there. It's just amazing. And uh, everywhere. It was, it was so good. When people went to other other games, you know, under-17-year-old games, etc. It was amazing. But but one of the first men that we actually met there when we, where we walked across... Uh, the village you know, near, near the water there, we, we, this, this, this gentleman runs out from this shop and there's like these fish markets and, and, and restaurants and whatever and this guy, he runs out. Turns out his, na- his name was Demetrius and uh, he runs out I says, where are you from? Where are you from? And and he goes, you want to eat? You want to eat? So he calls us over to his restaurant. We sit down and he just starts bringing food out. <laughs> <laughs> all these Greek salads, man. All the the oh yeah, all all these these uh, chicken uh, souvlaki. I mean, it was just amazing. It was just really authentic food. It was just so good. And we actually went back there. I think maybe must have been maybe four times, you know. <laughs> and uh, and we, he he told us his story. You know, he he was eighty years of age. His wife was there as well. They'd 
been married uh, 52 years. They had restaurants all over Greece and they've been here for 18 years. I mean, he done tricks with tables, held a table in his hand, in, in his mouth. It was, it, we were laughing like you would not believe. It was just so entertaining. But one of the things that really stood out was because it's off peak. And there was basically nobody in the restaurants. But every single time I went to his restaurant, there was always, you know, it was always full. When I say full, it was only a small restaurant. There was like only five tables downstairs, was upstairs, upstairs was closed. But every time his five tables were full. In the other restaurants, there was maybe 20 tables, but nobody. <laughs> and it was interesting because every time I went there, I was started talking to the other people and he'd done the same thing basically with everybody he'd run across the street welcomed them <laughs> and 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 made them feel loved made them feel special and I thought oh man this has got to be the best thing to teach my children you know this you know even from a business point of view he was benefiting but but from a relationship point of view he had people around him who loved him who supported him it was just absolutely amazing and 80 years of age he said in the last 18 years he'd only had three days off one, one, his son got married, uh, his brother-in-law died, and another one, he uh, was in a motorbike accident and nearly lost his arm and actually lost all his teeth at the front. That's how he's able to pick a table up with his mouth. <laughs> but he goes, what do I do? I love this. And you could see he loved people. He was a lover of people. And, of course, his whole life was prospering. His wife, oh, my goodness me. It was just, it was an amazing experience. Experience, you know, remember pilgrimage. We're going into a foreign land, into the unknown, and this guy was the best teacher of for my children. Yeah, I mean for me, you know. And remember the start of this. People are saying be safe. No, safety happens on the couch. Safety happens when you don't extend, go into a, a, a place of unknown. Uh, are, you, are you hearing me? Please. All the good stuff happens outside of the comfort zone, not in the comfort zone. You know, another another, another man we met uh, one time, I mean, I grabbed one of my sons, uh, my son who's with me, he's 12 years of age, and, and we started, we thought, let's just go for, you know, always train every morning, do some sort of exercise, and we thought... Let's just go for a run. Let's see where this takes us. You know, there's all these uh, small, um, I suppose, coves and 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 little. Uh, there's all you know. It's a it's a rock uh, inlets and 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 what have you on on the coastline. And we just running and 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 ends up we end up going for like two hours. We discovered all these places that we hadn't been to before or be able to see you know be able to see by sight by the, from the village and on the way back I come on I, I said I mean I'm, I'm saying hello to everyone <laughs> who will listen and on the on the way back I meet this guy he's fishing and I, I start talking to him I have a look he's got a fish and and you know he speaks a bit of English and 
and he starts to tell me about his life. Go, well, I ask him questions, you know. And he lived in Germany for 15 years. He had children doing things around the world. And, and he goes, yeah, I love to fish. I love to relax. You know, he shifted back uh, to Greece, um, you know, a few years ago. Uh, and now he just looks after his investment properties. And uh, and, I, and I'm looking at him. He probably looks about six, a healthy 65, I'm kind of in my head, I'm guessing. And I said, wow, you you look healthy. I said, what, what age are you? And he goes, 85. <laughs> he goes, but I'm not that healthy. I said, you look healthy to me. You know, I thought you were about 65. He goes, oh, no, I, I hurt my back a couple months ago cutting trees down on his investment villas. <laughs> and like, I mean, I don't know any 85-year-olds that are doing the maintenance on their investment properties. Like, unbelievable. This guy, he goes, I, I come to fish because it gives me peace. It keeps me active. I, I stay healthy. I walk. You know, it's a fair distance from where he, he lives. Uh, I mean, you know, I can't help but think of all the men that that hit sixty and slow, and that hit forty and slow down. That fifty, let alone this guy is going doing everything. He's traveling. He's he's doing everything, cutting trees down at eighty five. Just and I, and here I'm talking to my son, and, I, and and he's there. He's witnessing it with me. Man, you know we're we're this we're on this pilgrimage. We're going into foreign lands, meeting amazing men, amazing people. You know, and uh, I mean another guy that that it's like every day. Remember, I've set a goal for my children. I've you know encouraged them. Let's make a new best friend every day. Another guy. I meet this guy John. He actually called out to me. It's amazing he calls out to me and he goes hey where are you from and he's got i got a bit of a, a, a usa accent he goes ah i said how are you I'm, you know, I'm gavin he goes i'm i'm chicago john i said awesome i said why he goes oh you know he lives in greece now he, he originally was from greece and and has family here and whatever start talking to him and I said, oh, you know, what are you up to anyway? Start to ask him about his life and, and, and what now, now, now that he's here, what is he doing? And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah. and it turns out he'd been shot five times. You know, he was in the um, Afghanistan war, the Iraqi war, and, and man, he survived. And, and he, man, the stories there, just, just an amazing man. And my, my, my son was there to, to listen to this man, how he survived being shot five times, you know, through his legs and his arms. And man, just an amazing guy, an amazing guy. You know, this is what we're doing. I'm, uh, and I'm telling you, man, if you are being told to be careful and play it safe, I would maybe not listen to those people. <laughs> Maybe as much as you should listen to men that are acting like I'm experiencing on my pilgrimage, just world changes, men doing what they love, men doing what makes them come alive, like Chicago John, you know, doing, uh, coming up, should be dead, 
should be dead, but has the gift of life and continues to breathe and is grateful for every day, you know, and, and is making the most of it. He's not playing it safe. He's actually looking for the next adventure. So, and, and, and just coming to the end of this, you know, and, you know, we talk about a task, you know, what's an adventure that you have said no to? Think about it. What's an adventure that you've said no to? And I guarantee if you, if it, if it, if it comes to your mind within the first five seconds, I would say go and do it. <laughs> I would say find a way, make it happen, because you, because regret is the is the one of the most unhealthiest things for somebody. I mean, resentment and regret are what's killing people. It's causing depression, it's causing anxiety. So, but when you come alive, when you start to live your dream, when you choose adversity to grow yourself, when you choose an adventure, we maybe like Gav Top, you say, man, I want to go on a, a pilgrimage. I want to go into foreign lands. I want to I want to seek out people that are changing the world. Man, maybe you could do that. Hey, I could say, if I can do it, you can do it. Hey, Gav Top here, over and out. Thanks for joining us on the Man Alive podcast. Be a part of inspiring men all around the world. Share this with someone who will gain value. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Till next time.